I'm Tom Tate, and this is the Power Time Podcast, Summer of Streaming. What's up, Power Players? Welcome back to another episode of the Power Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Tate, and we are continuing our summer of streaming. And that's actually a silly, ironic name uh, for what we're doing this summer because I haven't started streaming yet. Uh, But I'm going to start this week. I plan to go live on Twitch on Thursday nights. The game is to be determined. In the show notes for this episode, there's actually a survey. You can vote uh, for what game you want me to play on Thursday. So that'd be really awesome. Definitely stay tuned for that. I'll release all the details. I actually have a very special episode today. It is 4th of July, so happy 4th of July if you celebrate that. Uh, But I'm going to celebrate uh, one of my favorite consoles of all time, and that is the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Today, we are going to be talking about the SNES Classic. This was announced last week, and it wouldn't be a Nintendo podcast without a hearty discussion on this micro console release that's coming pretty soon. So before we jump in, I do have a special guest on the show today, and I want to extend a warm power time welcome to none other than my younger brother, Dan Tate. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you. How's yeah, it going? It's, it's going great. So we got to hang out a little bit, and uh, we, we talked about the SNES Classic over a nice barbecue over the weekend, and thought it would be a lot of fun just to kind of go through some of the games that have been announced and some of the details around this. And, uh, you know, one of the things I've been really interested in doing on this show is I really want to get the perspective of younger gamers. And since you are half my age, I thought it would be really fun to discuss the Super Nintendo uh, reveal from these two generational points of view. So I lived through the SNES release and I experienced all those games as they were being released. But Dan, you experienced them mostly secondhand uh, through, you know, either playing our console that we kept around the house for a while or playing these games on virtual console or other things. So I'm kind of curious to hear before we even jump in, are you, are you excited for this console? What's your general uh, feel, feel of this? Yeah. So obviously, uh, like you said, I, like I lived in the shadow of you basically. So be, I, when I see this, all those games or saw you playing them or like I tried to play them when I was really young, like I, I was excited, and like it's so cool seeing all of these games. Like I see, I saw some of them on like uh, the Wii U, um, on the Virtual Console, and I've bought only a Link to the Past on Virtual Console. But I, I've always wanted to play these old games and really get the retro because I've played all of these. I've played like most of these, like at least uh, titles, I guess, but like not the originals, you know. Sure. And we played the NES Classic. A little bit. I brought it down. We went on a trip to the mountains, and I brought that down. And what was your general feel of playing that? Uh, it was cool. I, I did. I definitely did like the experience. Um, it's definitely like you have to get used to playing like the really old games, where I'm used to like these amazing graphics and controls and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's a good feel. Yeah, there's definitely a challenge uh, to going back to that 8-bit era. I feel like the 16-bit game design from the Super Nintendo is a little more forgiving. Uh, a lot right. of games let you save. Uh, the games were not 
kind of as hard as nails as some of the Nintendo titles were. Yeah, even even the colors. Like I love seeing all the colors in Super Mario World and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm really excited. And you know, the next season of the podcast, we're going to be jumping into uh, 1991. And that's when Super Nintendo starts to get a lot of coverage in Nintendo Power. So I'm really excited to jump into that. Uh, so a bit of background on, on this micro console. So the Super NES Classic is going to retail for $79.99. It's going to be released on September 29th. Uh, that's $20 more than the NES Classic. But what's included in this package is an extra controller. So you'll have two controllers, uh, not just one as the NES Classic had, which I think is a big deal, uh, especially since so many of these games are great two-player games. Uh, there's going to be 21 classic games along with, uh, well, 20 classic games. And the 21st game is actually an unreleased game. So Star Fox 2 was never actually released. And we'll be able to play that for the first time on the SNES Classic. Uh, there's a Super Famicom version that will be released as well uh, in Japan and uh, in Europe. And that has a slightly different lineup of games. We won't be covering that on this episode and really the big news here, at least in my opinion, is that Nintendo is claiming to be producing more to meet the demand so that everyone who wants to get one should be able to get one. I know that with the NES Classic, it was so hard to, to get your hands on that. And the, and the other thing is the controller cables are said to be longer. And that's actually a pretty big deal as well, because I had a hard time playing this because we have kind of larger TVs, larger HD TVs, and you don't want to sit five feet in front of the TV. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. And as far as I can tell, there's no way to pre-order these yet. Uh, but I'll keep everyone posted. If you listen to the podcast, when I hear something, I will definitely share. I'll be trying to get my hands on one as well. So what I want to do today is go through the list of games. And I'm actually going to go through them as ranked by US gamers, worst to greatest. Uh, they put together a really good ranking. And I agree with most of it. So I want to go through in that order. And uh, just have some quick commentary on each game. Uh, again, I really want to get the different perspectives from two different generations. And I think the best thing about this announcement really is the games list. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. Very few people uh, had qualms with this games list. Uh, and I think it's it's just uh, just cause that no one really had a problem with it because everything is is pretty pretty top notch. So so again, this ranking is from US Gamer. I'll, I'll link the full article in the show notes. Uh, Dan, you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. So number 20 uh, is Kirby's Dream Course. And I definitely agree with this as being the least uh, ranked game on, on the list. Uh, it's kind of a miniature golf type of Kirby game. Have you ever played this? No, I've not. <laughs> I haven't either. I At least I don't recall. But I do remember for the Game Boy, they had Kirby Kirby's Pinball and Kirby's Block Ball. And I really enjoyed those games. So I, I think this game is going to be enjoyable. Like, I definitely think it's going to be fun. Very few Kirby games are not fun. Uh, but I'd definitely agree that I'm not super excited about this. What's your take on the Kirby franchise? Have you played any of those titles? I've only played Kirby. I played a, one of the Kirby DS games. I think it was like Superstar or something. And then I played Kirby's Epic Yarn for the Wii, which was like, it was definitely a different experience because like it was so, it was so like... You know, it's just different. Like, you're a yarn, and then, like, there's different things that you can become and, like, ways to get past the levels. But, like, I, I did enjoy it. And uh, the only other place that I've seen Kirby, I think this is where I saw Kirby first, actually, was by playing Super Smash Bros. Smash Brothers, sure. So, yeah. Okay, so moving on, we have uh, number 19, which is Super Ghouls and Ghosts. 
have you ever heard of this franchise at all? No, not at all. All right. So Super Goals and Ghosts is it's definitely a classic. I, I'd say this is one of Capcom's finer uh, franchises on the Super Nintendo. It's definitely uh, something worth playing. Uh, so I am excited about this, but also, you know, similar to Kirby's Dream Course, I'm not like super, super pumped to revisit Super Goals and Ghosts, uh, but it is pretty, pretty awesome. Okay, number 18 is Donkey Kong Country. Uh, so have you played the Super Nintendo Donkey Kong? Uh, no, I didn't. I have not, no. Have you played any of the later ones? Like the Wii U's Tropical Freeze and then Wii Donkey Kong Country Returns. It's kind of a throwback to the original Donkey Kong Country. Right. So I, I, I played the Wii one, Returns, but I did not play uh, the Wii U. Uh... Tropical Freeze. So I'm excited about this. Uh, it's a great game. Definitely a well-designed game. So the graphics for the time, I think it was 1994 that this was released, uh, was definitely... it was. It was a it was a big deal at the time, and I remember with Donkey Kong Country, and this relates to the the podcast and uh, Nintendo Powers. They actually sent this VHS tape. Uh, if you were a Nintendo Power magazine subscriber, they would send these VHS tapes every once in a while, and it would be kind of a promotional video for that whatever their upcoming title is. Right now, they do all that online. Like I know there's a Splatoon two uh, Nintendo Direct that's coming on out this week, so. But back in the day, it was all done through VHS tapes. And I remember being so excited for Donkey Kong Country because they showed this behind-the-scenes footage. Uh, so I, I'm, I, I think you're going to enjoy this one. Uh, so yeah. I definitely think we'll, we'll spend some time with this. Okay, next we have Super Punch-Out. Uh, have you played any of the Punch-Out titles? <laughs> no. Did, did you play the Wii version? Uh, no, I don't think so. Punch-Out is just such an interesting, quirky game uh and the super nintendo one is actually a nice balance between what you get in the wii version which is mostly motion controls because uh, you would use the wii wii mode uh and the original 8-bit one which was very very difficult uh but a lot of interesting fun characters i think little mac is in some of the uh smash brothers games as well yeah he's in the um 3ds and wii u Okay, next is uh, Star Fox. Have you played any of the Star Fox games? Very little. When you, when you brought that little uh, arcade thing that you made, that was the first time I've ever played it. And also, uh, I went to New York summer of last year with a couple friends, and we went to um, Nintendo World, which is the big Nintendo oh, cool. uh, shop. With, they have a bunch of stuff. And at that time, that's right when um, the Star Fox uh, for... Was it Star Fox Zero or something like that? Sure. Came for uh, Wii U. So they had a huge screen, and I played a little bit of that. But yeah, it's I, I haven't really gotten too much experience with it. I don't know how it's going to translate playing this in 2017. Uh, I remember yeah. it being like huge graphically when it first was released because it was kind of one of the earliest 3D type of games that you could play uh, on the Super Nintendo. And... I'm excited to to revisit it, but I don't know how it's going to to translate. We'll see. I, I think playing Star Fox for Super Nintendo will make me just want to play Star Fox for Nintendo 64 uh, because Star Fox 64 was just incredible. Uh, one of the yeah. best games. Gotcha. All right, next is Contra 3, The Alien Wars. Are you familiar with the Contra series at all? No, not at all. So Contra is one of those games. Uh, it was released by Konami on the 
uh, regular Nintendo and in the arcades. Uh, so Contra and Super C and Contra 3 is kind of the third one. It, it was released on uh, Super Nintendo. I played a ton of Contra and Super C uh, for Nintendo. I don't think I've ever played Contra 3. Uh, so it's a great franchise. It's just kind of a shoot 'em up uh, franchise where you, you run, you jump, you shoot. Uh, you collect upgrades for your weapons. Uh, I I don't know how two-player feels on the Super Nintendo one, but I imagine it's pretty fun. Two players for the Nintendo one was pretty awesome. Uh, so hopefully that's a game we can revisit and have some fun with for sure. Okay, next is F-Zero, which I'm I'm going to say I doubt that you've played this. No, I haven't. I just All I know is uh, Captain Falcon from Smash Bros. again. So I'm s- shocked that F-Zero never made a com- comeback. It was one of the original racing games uh for super nintendo i believe it came out before mario kart uh and it was definitely a faster racing game than mario kart uh and i remember our neighbor across the street uh had f-zero and super mario world and uh my neighbor andrew who lived down the street it was his cousin who lived across the street so we would go over and we would play those two games all the time uh until we got kicked out uh but yeah it was uh it was an interesting game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely good graphics. I'm hoping, of course, that uh, revisiting this is going to be a good time as well. Okay, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Hyper Fighting. Yeah, I'm curious. Is your kind of generation playing fighting games? Uh, or is it mostly shooter-type games? And I know you're a big fan of Rocket League. Yeah, I, I think the, pro- the, the the difference between Nintendo and then... PS4 and Xbox, all that, like even Steam. Um, it's like a lot of the a lot of the games in Nintendo are kind of unique. Like you get your uh, Mario and your uh, Smash Bros and stuff like that. You're like fighting. Sure. Spl- Splatoon even. Um, Splatoon was like their their first online shooter, but they didn't just want like a regular shooter. They had to like put a spin on it. So like I feel like a lot of a lot of the games on Xbox are like racing shooter sports. So like, I I only like Xbox a lot mainly for the um, online multiplayer. Sure. So like I, we play Rocket League a lot, which is like a cool spin on the sport. So you you get uh you get your racing and um, soccer and at the same time, and there's different game modes and all stuff like that. And I also like uh, Overwatch a lot, which is Game of the Year award. It was it was on Steam, PlayStation, uh, Xbox. And that's a great game, in my opinion, just because there's so many different strategy into the game. Like you can't just all be offensive heroes. You have to have a tank, a healer. Like it has, it all works works out well. But a lot, even like a lot of the people are interested in just like basic Call of Duty, Halo stuff like that. So yeah, I really I think the only fighting game I've ever had experience with was growing up playing Super Smash Bros on the GameCube, playing it on the Wii and Wii U even a little bit on the DS, but like, like my opinion on it is it's better when you're playing on the TV with friends around you. Yeah. And I'm curious to see if playing street fighter two turbo is, is worth revisiting. Uh, I, it's a classic. Uh, it was a big game. Like these types of one versus one games were really popular back in the super Nintendo days because you only had two controllers. So street fighter, mortal Kombat. Uh, they were popular games, arcade-style games. Uh, but with online play and multiplayer, like you said, it's not so much two people playing against each other. It's like 
12 people playing at once, you know, so it's right. a different yeah. experience. Uh, so I'm curious to see how, how this uh, translates. All right, cool. Uh, next, we have Kirby Superstar. And this game was one of my favorite games. I remember the shopping center where uh, Trey Fratelli is. Uh, they had a, they had a video store. I don't. I I think this video store is like way before your time. I do. You, did you have Southampton Video when you were growing up? No, no. I mean, you remember Blockbuster though, obviously. Yeah, Blockbuster was a big thing back then, and then it just slowly wiped away. Uh, yeah, I mean Netflix and everything just completely uh, wiped away the video uh, rental uh, stores. And I remember specifically going to get Kirby Superstar like multiple weekends uh, when this came out. Like I would rent it uh, and then I would pretty much take it back and rent it the next day uh, and just keep keep renewing it because it was such a good game that was packed with content. There's like three games in one, four games in one for Kirby Superstar. I think it's probably a lot like the uh, DS game that you played. Uh, yeah. Which had multiple games, right? The, uh, yeah, the deluxe, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a good arcade game, uh, or platformer game. Uh, I definitely hope that this, uh, this feels good to revisit as well. All right, next is one of my all time favorite games, uh, Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Uh, have you played this one at all? So, I haven't, but it is, it was released, um, not too long ago, a couple months ago on the Wii U. And so I have a couple other friends that play Wii U and they both they both got it and they rave over it. They say it's like a great game and like I was I was very close to getting it and then Christmas came around, I got an Xbox and like completely forgot about it. But yeah, I I definitely be excited to play this on the classic. Have you played any this is called a turn-based RPG. Uh have you played any of those where you basically take 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 turns when you enter into a battle it's not like a traditional action game uh each player takes a turn and then you wait until the next turn have you played anything like that like a final fantasy yeah so i i played super mario bowser's inside story okay. which was which was for the ds i never played the second one but yeah i i played that for ds did you enjoy it yeah i did it was a great game actually yeah i'm always curious if the pacing is too slow for for young gamers because i feel like most young gamers are used to quick games, uh, quicker action games without the weight, right? Yeah, so I played that when I was younger and I enjoyed it. Recently, I actually have brought out my DS because uh, I was on a six-hour car ride sure. multiple weekends. And um, I tried playing it again. It actually did. It actually was a little bit frustrating now that you mentioned it because every time you'd hit into like a Goomba or like whatever kind of stuff like that you'd have to go with animation go back in and then take turns and it just it takes so much longer but i mean yeah i liked it when i was little but like looking back at it like i think it might frustrate frustrate me more now and that's what i'm i'm interested to see what the reaction is because that's all we had with rpgs uh with the exception of like legend of zelda and some action rpgs that were being released uh the traditional turn-based rpgs was kind of the the norm uh, but yeah, the Super Mario RPG story is so good. I definitely recommend you pick this up. Okay, next we have Secret of Mana, which is another RPG. I've never played this game, uh, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say that because it's supposed to be one of the top uh, RPG games on Super Nintendo. Have you played this at all? Yeah, no, I, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> it's kind of a rare title. I'm, I'm a little surprised to see this made the list. I'm excited about it because you can definitely 
you can play multiplayer, which I'm excited about uh, because hopefully I can rope uh, Lauren into playing this with me. Uh, but yeah, I'm surprised that this made the list. And a lot of people have been talking about Chrono Trigger not being on the list. Have you heard of that game before? No, I haven't. So that's another classic. Uh, same developer, uh, Squaresoft for Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy, and even uh, Super Mario RPG was a collaboration between Square and Nintendo. Uh, so they they pretty much created all the best RPGs back in the 16-bit era. Uh, so yeah, Secret of Mana, I'm definitely looking forward to revisiting that for sure, or visiting that for the first time. Okay, next is Earthbound, which is a really interesting game because I know that so many uh, people are familiar with Earthbound because of Smash Brothers and some other titles uh, where the main character, Ness, and some other characters make appearances. Uh, but have you played Earthbound at all? Yeah, so I was actually very close. Like I remember I remember like this whole thing. There was a sale on the store for Wii U, and I was it was a virtual console game. I was so close to getting it because my friend... Uh, Thomas got it and he he highly recommended it and I was so close to getting it but I never ended up buying it just because I don't, I don't know why but I just never ended up getting it but yeah I'm 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 familiar with him from Smash Bros. It's very similar. I mean it's a, again it's another turn-based RPG so if you if you've been bored uh revisiting the Mario and Luigi game uh it might be a little slow but it it is one of the most quirky interesting rpgs i've ever played i i think you would enjoy it i definitely think if it goes on sale again or if you're just interested you should you should pick it up and try it um it's a little slow in the beginning but it's it's a really really interesting game uh and like you said with the colors it's one of the most colorful and unique looking games uh, on super nintendo uh so i definitely uh, can't recommend that enough and i'm excited to play through earthbound again for sure all right, next, of course, uh, Super Mario Kart. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've played it at some point, right? Yeah, definitely. Did we have? Do we have that uh, like somewhere in uh, in our collection throughout the years? I feel like we, I feel like we do. Uh, I'm honestly not sure, just because I, I was so young at the time. But I've I've played so much Mario Kart like over the years, like. I went. I've only played the one game that everyone says that they love so much, probably because it was like in their generation at least, was Super Mario Kart Double Dash for GameCube. Like a lot of my friends who like had older brothers played that, and that was like the one Mario Kart that like I haven't. I, I feel like I've almost played the least. Like I've played N sixty four. I've played uh, the DS, Wii, three DS, like uh, Mario Kart seven and eight, and I've even played the Deluxe with you on the Switch. So like. Uh, that's the, that this super nintendo and then uh double dash have been like the two that i think i've played the least yeah i think i think you'll like going back to this one uh but it, it is the first one and it's kind of a it, it's a bit dated like i think you'll feel that it's a bit dated but it's still fun uh yeah. it's probably not so much fun playing single player these days but i think still racing against another person would be a lot of fun for sure sure all right, up next we have Super Castlevania 4. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. Castlevania is one of my favorite franchises. Uh, this was released by Konami as well. Um, I don't know. Has has Castlevania made it to your generation? Uh, I've heard of it, and I've heard some of the music from it, but no, I've never actually played through Castlevania. Uh, it's, it's kind of a throwback to the original Castlevania game, which 
which is great. Just a, a great story and a great game uh, to play through. Okay, number six is Super Mario World, which you know might possibly be the best designed video game of all time. Uh, it's just so good. Uh, have you spent a decent amount of time with this? Yeah, I, I love Super Mario World. Like that's actually one of my favorite Mario uh, Mario's, just because of like growing up and then like seeing playing that, even just like with the experience on the like the actual Super Nintendo. And then I remember the one day I think you were babysitting us and you just bought it for us on the Wii. Uh, we played through that. Uh, yeah, it just it's such a colorful game and like it's just such great design and everything to it. That I, I love it. I love like riding on Yoshi and I love having the little. Uh, was it Takumi and you can uh, fly and stuff like that. Like I just loved all of those items and the whole feel of super Mario. This was one of the few games that I could actually get Chrissy to play. Uh, so by my older sister and that was a lot of fun. So being able to play multiplayer in the house without having a friend over was, was always a blast. Uh, super Mario world again is just so good. I'm really excited. I, I will play through this all the way, all the way through. Uh, as soon as this is released, just because of how how great this game is. And it's probably going to be the first game I fire up when I get this. Number five is Mega Man X, uh, which is you know definitely a reinvention of the Mega Man series. Uh, have you played through uh, any of the X games? I know you've played through some of the Mega Man titles. No, I haven't. I don't think I've played through X, but yeah, you. the only experience i really had with Mega Man was i feel like i played a little a tiny bit on this like uh the old console or whatever it was i I think it was gamecube actually we had had an old gamecube game that i played it was like i had a couple of the uh games on there and then i have the xbox one game that you got for my birthday with all the other uh, like the whole collection of them the the legacy collection yeah so i i've tried playing a little bit of that and to, to be completely honest I am awful at it. Like I, I struggled getting through level one and like just spamming uh, the little balls at them and yeah. <laughs> trying to stay alive. And I, I remember getting through level one and then be like, finally, like I, I, w- I think I was on a call with some of my friends and I was just raging so hard because I couldn't get through the level. It's, but yeah, it's so challenging, and I think X is definitely a more forgiving game. Uh, it's it's different. Uh, different story, different characters, but the same concept, you know? Uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past is number four. I mean, I don't know. Is there much to say about this game? It's one of the best games of all time. Yeah, I, I you told me that that was one of your favorites and that's when I became interested. I think we, ha- we I think I had this. I don't know if you took it when you uh, swung by the one day, but we I definitely had this and played it on that retro duo. Okay, and I also bought it for Virtual Console on Wii U. But yeah, it, I I love the game. I haven't even completed it, but I love the game. <laughs> and they did uh, a link between worlds. Did you you played through that, right? Yeah, that that's actually my favorite uh, handheld Zelda game. Because the thing is with handheld Zelda games on DS, at least, because that's my kind of growing up with it. Um, is they had Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass, and both of those, the only reason that I didn't like them is because they made the controls with the stylus. Sure. And that that was frustrating for me because I'd have to like constantly be dragging my stylus on the screen and then swipe with it to hit. So like that that was kind of frustrating. And then um, I also once this came and I ha- I played it on the 2DS, uh, I, I thought it was great. Like it was it was 
dating back to the a link to the past so like it was it was so similar but like just with that twist and like the 3d kind of stuff with that and the graphics like i i just loved it and it even got i think handheld game of the year it, yeah uh, it's great grace and i i played it because i got i rented it from the library and beat it in a week because i was so plugged into plugged it but into grace it. yeah grace ended up buying it because she just had like a gift card i think and um I recommended it, so she she said she loved it too. And and that game was kind of inspired by a link to the past, so it's a throwback to the same visual style and the same world, kind yeah. of similar world to a link to the past. And I I feel like this is another game where the release of the SNES Classic is just an excuse for me to play through it again, uh, and I probably will. Like I I definitely see myself playing through this from start to finish and. I, I feel like when I pick it back up, I'm going to remember everything about it because I probably played through this like a dozen times. Uh, so I'm really pumped about this. I, I think I'd probably rank this closer to number one uh, if if I was doing the ranking uh, just because of how good the game is. Okay, we're coming up towards the end. We have three left. Uh, Yoshi's Island, uh, which is a really unique title. It came out kind of later in the life cycle of the Super Nintendo, uh, but you didn't play as Mario uh, this was Super Mario World 2, but you didn't play as Mario. You played as Yoshi, and you would uh, aim and shoot eggs. Uh, so this has been released like in a couple different incarnations. Have you played this at all? Yeah, so I, I remember playing it on the Game Boy, and I still have the Game Boy game. It's downstairs. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I love this game. And even my friends, they played it for DS. Uh, they loved it, too. Like I, I, think, I think it's a great game, and it's a def- definitely like a cool twist to it. And the colors and the art style is, is really awesome here as well. Right. Um, so I, I'm glad that they decided to include this one for sure. Okay, number two is Final Fantasy III, uh, which was actually Final Fantasy VI in Japan. I'm very, very surprised that they added this. I'm glad that they added it uh, because it's such a great game. I, I only played through it once. Uh, I was probably uh, a s- sophomore in high school. I was older, so it was like well after it was released on super Nintendo. I actually think I played it on PlayStation. They had a PlayStation release of it. Uh, but again, it's a, it's a turn-based RPG. So I'm, you know, how many people are actually going to sit through, you know, the 20 or 40 hours to play this game. I'm really not sure. Um, but have you played any final fantasy games? Cause cause, cause I mean, they've been released on the next gen consoles too. I just don't know how popular it is with people who haven't haven't experienced Final Fantasy growing up. Yeah, I, I think um, I mean I've definitely heard of people who like it and like talk about it, but I, I think growing up I was more just the basic Mario, Zelda, Kirby kind of like sure didn't really venture that far out to like the other kind of Nintendo classics. Yeah, and speaking of Nintendo classics, uh, coming up to number one here, it's Super Metroid. Uh, and I'm sure you're familiar with Metroid from again from Smash Brothers and and having uh, Samus make an appearance. But have you played any of the Metroid titles? Right. So I, I haven't. <laughs> I'm ashamed of saying that now that I noticed that it's number one. But um, they did have on Smash Bros. Like if you toy around with like all the little extra stuff, they have like demos that you can play for like two to five minutes. And I remember playing that for a little bit. And I think they they have one coming out. Right for uh... they do yeah. There's a 3ds uh, Metroid that's going to come out this year, and then Metroid Prime Four, uh, right. which is a sequel to the Metroid Prime trilogy, which came out on GameCube. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so do you remember those games on GameCube? I, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I didn't play any of the Prime games. Yeah, I, I don't remember them. I probably honestly have seen them like on the GameStop trips filing through the used GameCube games sure. just to get like a good deal. But no, I, I, I've never really had any experience with Samus other than Smash Bros. <laughs> and like I remember being shocked when i found out that samus was a girl underneath that suit and like like having this whole revelation and as like yeah (laughs) you were just just as shocked as everyone was when it was first revealed back back in the early days so uh, yeah it it was just like a funny little memory i have of it yeah and that was all through smash brothers right yeah experience all right, so that's it. That's the 20 games. And then, of course, number 21 is Star Fox 2, uh, which is crazy that, you know, there's still unreleased Nintendo games out there that are being released. I, I couldn't even imagine, you know, what else is out there that they might bring forward, uh, either in the Nintendo 64 era uh, or p- potentially the GameCube. So we'll see. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for for your commentary and for joining. Uh, I do want to kind of ask you about the Nintendo switch because you don't have one yet. Um, are there any games coming out that would really compel you to want to go out and, and save up your money and try to get one? Yeah. So honestly, I'm, I'm ashamed to say this, but I haven't really kept too in tune with the switch. I mean, I have some of my friends who like had the Wii U and like we, we talked about it a lot and I've just been so, like, caught up with, like, Xbox and that whole other group of friends now. And, like, yeah, I, I, I tune in a little bit, and I definitely want to get my hands on Breath of the Wild because everyone's raving over it, and I'm a, I'm a huge Zelda fan through you. So, like, I, I probably will end up buying that for Wii U. But as for the Switch, like, I did love playing it with uh, Luca on the little thing. Sure. But, yeah, I, def- I definitely want to check it out more. And I also heard about ARMS. Yeah, which seems like a pretty cool game, and I think I would want to buy that. But yeah, I'd still probably have to look into it. And Splatoon Two is coming out, and my only experience with Splatoon was watching you play uh, and yeah. playing a little bit on Wii U. So yeah, uh, so I would I would definitely get that game too if I if I uh, owned a Switch. Also, I would get probably get a uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe just because I loved uh, playing Mario Kart Eight Friday nights or whatever with my friend with my friends online and like. I don't know. I just think that's a great Mario Kart. All the colors, the whole experience, and then now they had that little switch with the items, which I think is great. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely an awesome game. Uh, any other titles that you're excited for on other consoles? Like anything you're looking forward to on Xbox? Um, so the one thing that some of my friends have talked about is uh, Destiny Two, which is coming out for Xbox One. I'm not a huge Destiny player. It is um, from Bungie, so it's similar to Halo, but. Um, yeah, I owned Destiny for Xbox 360, and that was coming towards the end of the 360. It was right when it was about to die, and my the 360 that I had was dying Old. Like, yep. physically. Yeah, like it just couldn't keep up, hold hold all those gigabytes. And um, yeah, so I only played it for a little bit, but I did like the feel. And some of my friends still do play Destiny on Xbox. The problem is, I feel like, is that you can only do so many missions and then like they just force you to buy the expansion pack. And so like, that's the one thing that I didn't really enjoy as much as about destiny. But I mean, if my friends get destiny too, chances are I'll probably end up getting it if they like it. And, uh, the other game that a lot of my friends played and I, I've only, I haven't even played really on the new one 
is Battlefront for Star Wars. Okay. So like I I played it on the original Xbox, not 360. And when it came out now, I've only played it like a little bit at a friend's house, but I never ended up buying it because it's only like $20 right now. But Battlefront 2 is coming out, I think, at the end of this year. But yeah, uh, that, that looks – I might end up getting that because they'll all get it. But yeah, it's it's different I feel like because when I was younger and there wasn't as much online gaming, I would love playing single-player games. But now that I'm tuned in and like just connected to the Xbox multiplayer game, like it's kind of like online gaming. It's kind of like hard to – want to play a solo player game when i know my friends are online and they're like asking to like play or do this so like you know like you know what i'm saying when you always have someone to play with yeah it's a different experience yeah so like if, if my friends are on like i see my friends are online playing like overwatch like it's hard to kind of like say like no i'm not gonna play overwatch i'm gonna play Mega Man by myself you know what i'm saying yeah definitely and i think that's one of the nice things about the switch is if you do go on those those long car rides, right? Uh, yeah. Or I, I was on a flight from the East Coast to California. I was able to play Breath of the Wild. Like to be able to take those kind of home console experiences with you on the go for single player games is 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 awesome. Uh, so that's what I liked a lot about the Switch so far. Um, I'm old. I don't have a ton of friends to play with online, so I think it's a different experience. And also, I have to sneak gaming in when the kids are either asleep or not busy. So my time to play is different than yours. Right. Um, so yeah. it, it makes total sense that you're plugged into online play, uh, at the moment, uh, for sure. So, uh, hopefully, you know, arms is online, uh, and I know Splatoon will definitely be online as well. Uh, and so is Mario Kart. So hopefully the switch gains some traction with the multi- multiplayer communities for sure. I think I think with Rocket League coming out for the Switch 2, portable Rocket League, I think that's going to go off. Like I, I a lot of people are plugged into Rocket League as simple of a game as it is, and they're updating Rocket League uh, July 12th for anniversary, I think. And uh, there's going they're going to bring a whole bunch of new stuff and so like there's people playing on Xbox One who can still play with Steam because of the whole way it's uh, connected. Yeah, yeah. And then there's people playing on PS4. So now I think if they're switching to the game, they can take it anywhere they want. I think that's going to go off. And it's it's one of the first Nintendo games that I can think of where I'll be able to play with Xbox and uh, Steam players. Right. So I'll be able to play with you when I get Rocket League on the Switch, which is pretty awesome. And if there are more games yeah. like that, like I couldn't even imagine if there was an Overwatch on Switch where you could play with uh, pl- players across multi-platforms, like that would be a really cool experience. All right, awesome. Uh, that's probably going to wrap up today's show. Thank you so much for joining, Dan. I'm definitely going to be picking up a Super Nintendo NES uh, Classic, you know, as soon as I can get my hands on on the pre-order. Um, and when we have it, I'll definitely bring it over and we'll play it. All right. Th- thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. We'll have you on again just to talk more Nintendo, especially GameCube and Wii, since I know those are kind of the consoles you were up on. Yeah. Uh, I remember us playing uh, 100 turn Mario Party games <laughs> on GameCube. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm yeah. sure we can reminisce about a lot of the classic uh, GameCube and maybe some of the uh, rare GameCube titles like. Uh, uh, SeaWorld, which we also uh, played. <laughs> yeah. I, I vividly remember playing through uh, Shamu's 
Yeah, uh, SeaWorld Adventure. <laughs> the Kraken. Yes, and defeating the Kraken, which was an outrageous <laughs> game, uh, but lots of fun. So we can definitely uh, catch up later when we get into some of the later generations of Nintendo. Uh, but that's going to wrap up today's episode. Thanks again for joining. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I appreciate your time and attention. Uh, stay tuned for some details on some Twitch streaming, which I'll be doing later this week. And as always, keep on playing with power. 